friends. We are your hosts, Leanne and Llewellyn, and welcome back to the One with Friends podcast. Welcome to January. It's the new year. Um, New year, same podcast, same hosts. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it's going to be a good year. I was just thinking about like our plans that we announced last week in the last episode to make it a goal to get through episodes four and five, and that will mean we're halfway through the series. Wow. Isn't that crazy? It is insane. I know. I was like, wait, wait, what? And then we'll be, if we keep on that same route doing like two per year, we'll be like, we'll have like two and a half years left. That's Just insane. pretty much how far are we, how, like what we've been doing. Yeah. That's so crazy. So anyways... Um, okay, well, we don't need lifely life updates because we just gave them to you. So why don't you hit us with the episode recap? Yes. So this week we watched the season four opener titled the one with the jellyfish. Um, so Ross chooses, well, back up a little. This one aired on September 25th, 1997. So long time ago. Um, okay. Ross chooses between Rachel and his bald headed girlfriend, Bonnie and Joey (laughs) Chandler and Monica have a perilous encounter with a jellyfish at the beach. Nice. That's a pretty good one. Um, okay. I did not remember the part in the soft open where Joey was giving a recap. I I do. (laughs) It's so funny. (laughs) I feel like I have never seen that before in my entire life. I literally thought that maybe there was like, this was like, because they're on the DVDs, it was like extra content. I literally thought it was like an extended cut. So really, weird. that's funny. No, I remember it. Yeah. I remember him laying like the look of him, like laying on the beach talking mm-hmm. about it. I don't, I, I just found it funny. He's like, I don't, so this happened and I don't really know what happened. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's a really crappy recap. Oh yeah. Um, And he's like, what? Like I have to go ask Chandler. (laughs) Like, hold on. I'll go get Chandler. Um, And then we pick up literally right where, where we left off again. Friends is one of those where they leave you literally stranded in the middle of a huge plot point. Yeah. Um, And we find out based on the room that he goes to that he sort of picks Rachel, but we find them both there as Rachel is helping put probably aloe on Bonnie's sunburnt head. What I don't like about this scene is when Bonnie goes back, he's like making out with his, like making out with her and his girlfriend is right in the next room. Yeah, it very much to me had like we were on a break vibes because like <laughs> you yes. you and Rachel essentially broke up because you got together with another girl while you guys were quote unquote on a break. But meanwhile, yeah. like your actual girlfriend or I don't know that they're boyfriend girlfriend if they're just dating is in the next room and you're making out with Rachel. I know. I feel like that's so low. Yeah. Literally, you should have followed your girlfriend out of the door. Yeah. And like gone and dealt with it, which is just weird. So, but that's pretty much the soft open. We, um, we 
see them. Oh, we see like Chandler and Monica downstairs. Wait, is it downstairs? Yeah. And she's like, asks about like a favor. He's like, I can help you. And she's like, really? He's like, nope, because I'm not your boyfriend. <laughs> you did. You did jump one part. Um, we are what at what part? Right after the soft open, it comes back and we're at <coughs> Phoebe's mom's house. Oh, okay. So, yeah, we're at Phoebe's. Oh, you're right. Yeah. It's right there. I, I literally wrote, go ahead though. I, I literally wrote down everything. <laughs> yeah. So Phoebe, basically, when they left off in season three, Phoebe um, was shocked that to find out that this lady named Phoebe, who she thought she was just named after, um, is actually her mom. And I, I have to be honest, I was listening, but like not fully listening. So I heard something along the lines of she said, like, her and Phoebe's two, or she thought were her parents, were like a threesome at one point, and then she got pregnant. But then mm-hmm. she decided that she wasn't going to be good for the kids. So she gave the kids to who we assume were Phoebe's actual parents. Um, And then we all know what happened to her parents. Uh, But Mm -hmm. Phoebe's like taking all this in and, and she's like, I I think, I think Phoebe, the the mom said at some point, like, um, you know, like I always thought about you and like thought about what you were doing and how you were and everything. And Phoebe's like, yeah, it's because I'm a really cool person, but you didn't even try. And it was just this, like, funny moment mixed with, like, sincerity because Phoebe's hurt, obviously. And she, like, can't believe, like, what she's hearing. But then because it's friends at the same time, they, like, inject humor into it. But they, she's trying to talk with her or the mom is trying to talk to Phoebe and, like, explain things. And Phoebe's just, just like, I don't, I don't want this and, like, walks out. Yeah. And then we go back to the place that they are. Got it. Yeah, I'm really glad that they explained what happened because remember how we were so confused? Like, how could Phoebe be the real mom? Like, we were so confused, and so we find out they're like a throuple pretty much. Um, But yeah, okay, so then back at the other beach house, um, Phoebe tells the group about her, you know, new mom, quote-unquote, and that she doesn't want to talk, but... As she goes upstairs, she's like, Monica. <laughs> yeah. like, it was obvious that she should have been following her up because that's what girls do. Yeah, like, of course. We like to comfort and talk to each other. Um, so we we can assume that like a lot of time has gone by. We catch back up and we see Rachel is writing on something when Ross comes in. And it was a long and arduous breakup. He, he jokes about like a five o'clock shadow. They both kind of like stifle their laughter because they realize, like, okay, it's too soon. Um, and then and that he tells her Bonnie left in a cab. And then we find out that she was writing a letter about how she feels. And she can't imagine them getting back together before he reads it. Now, it's 5.30 in the morning. They've been up all day. And she expects him not only to read it right now, but then, like, okay, come back in when you're done. And we find out it's 18 pages front and back. I just think that was so unrealistic of Rachel. Well, for starters, I think it was unrealistic for her to be able to write 18 pages front and back. Um, But also, yeah, unrealistic in the fact that, like, why would you expect somebody to read this? And, like, you were just making out with him. 
and had no problem. And, and a little empathy. He just spent what we can assume to be hours breaking up with his girlfriend. Right. That's not fair. No. And the next morning, we find Ross bent over the kitchen island with, like, old coffee that he had probably brewed in order to try and stay awake. And essentially an unread letter. Now, we kind of see that he, like, shakes himself together and he's going to, we assume he's going to try and power through. Um, But then Rachel comes down asking, like, why didn't you come back up? And so he immediately starts lying, like, to try and cover himself. But she asks him a question that trips him up a little and is almost like calling, calling the bluff a little of, like, she's like, does it? He's like, does what? (laughs) And she goes, does it? And, like, he tried pushing off his answer, like, let me really give that, like, another look. But she was like, you know what, like, if if you can't automatically answer, like, you, if you even have to think about it. And he's like, oh, no, 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 I've made my mind. It, and then he, like, is kind of, like, looking at her to give him some sort of feedback yeah. while he's, like, stalling. And then he's like, it does. And she, like, pauses for a moment. We think it might be the wrong answer. But then all of a sudden she's, like, super relieved and like Ross is like oh shoot what did I what did I like what did I happen into um it was a really good scene I actually kind of liked it a lot um and I think it's because it's like such a big misunderstanding that will play out so quickly oh yeah (laughs) in this episode now Chandler is still trying to ask about dating Monica now this is one of those scenes where like it sticks in my brain. Like I can always picture Chandler and Monica together on the beach in her like red swimsuit in gray, like Bermuda ish sweat shorts or whatever. Yeah. Those are. <laughs> um, now he's, he like keeps asking about and like Joey is digging like this huge hole, like right, like right, like five feet from them. Now here's what I have to think. I think they dug two holes. I think what happened was they dug one hole that he could do these scenes in that were far away from the tide. Like, in the scene where he's like, hey, guys, I dug a hole. You can see, like, the tide clearly in the back. Yeah. And it's not affected, like, at, I mean, it's not even close to being flooded. I think they dug one hole further up, and then I think they dug another hole closer to the water and barricaded, like, water like from being able to come in and then right as they were about to film they lifted it up and allowed it to like come in oh yeah probably because it just seemed so they were not even close to the tide when he was like talking to them while they're on their blankets but as this water comes rushing in a jellyfish stings monica it's super painful like they're trying to like have her walk it off but she's like she's in so much pain and Joey is the one that comes up with the pee on the leg plan. She doesn't love it, but she's sort of like, I'm in such pain. Um, one comment I had about this, Monica looks real great in that red bathing suit. Yes, she does. She is killing it in these last couple seasons. I really feel like red is just her color. Oh, yeah. And I know that there's like memes about it, like 
um, like Monica and Red needs to be talked about more or whatever it is. Like people, you know, make their little statements with it, but she looks so good in the color red. Um, okay, so back at the beach house, Phoebe's ready to leave and finds Ross and Rachel on the couch together. And she's really excited for them. Um, you know, the three come back, um, Joey, Chandler, and Monica looking mortified. And they're all like, I'm going to go shower. And they're like, me too. Me too. <laughs> like, so they're all acting really strange. But Phoebe just continues to celebrate Ross and Rachel. She's excited for them to get back together. And then um, she kind of like leaves the conversation a little. But Rachel is about to get up. And she asks him again, like, really? Like, does it? And he's like, absolutely it does. And then when she leaves the room... He goes right back to the letter, letter, and all of a sudden, his face completely changes as he realizes what he has just sort of agreed to, and he goes, it so does not. He's like, Ross pissed. And like, classic Ross anger. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. So funny. Right. It's so good. It's so good. I loved the moment where you're like you're watching him reading it read it and then all of a sudden his face kind of just pauses and then he like looks up a little like off camera obviously but like he looks up from the papers off into like the distance and is like you can tell he's so annoyed and you're like "Uh uh-oh what did he just agree to (laughs) um okay we're we're back in new york city we're at central perk And Ross is telling the guys that she wants him to take full responsibility for everything that went wrong in their relationship. He's like, she goes on for five pages about unfaithfulness. And Chandler's sort of like, dude, you have her. Like, don't bring this up. And Ross is like, you know how hard it is for me to not let things go. And they're like, we know. And, um, but he sort of kind of agrees. Like, okay, I'm going to let this go for Rachel. Like, I'm not going to bring it up, but like. You guys know how hard this is for me because this is so, like, in my words, it's so dumb um, on behalf of, like, Ross. Now, Joey hints about, like, it's okay to, like, not talk about things. Um, And he's like, and something should never be talked about ever. And he's, like, looking at Chandler. And Ross is like, he wants to know what happened on that beach. But they still, like, don't tell him. No, they don't. Which I'm surprised. I feel like that would be less dramatic than what ended up happening. Like, if the guys had just said it, I think maybe they could have, like, tempered down their weirdness because one of their friends knew, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Okay. Um, I just have to to ask. So, she wants him to take full responsibility for everything that went wrong in their relationship. I just I just have to point out that whether whether people are on Ross's side or Rachel's side for we were on a break, like that is so wrong of her to assume that everything in their relationship that went wrong was his fault. Mm-hmm. Did he jump into the another girl's bed immediately and hold judgments that he probably shouldn't have? Yes. But that doesn't mean that he failed her on every on everything in the relationship. Like She's not a little Miss Perfect. So the fact that 
she wants him to take full responsibility for everything is beyond me. And if I had to pick a side here, I would hands down be on Ross's side because, which is hard for me to say because I hate Ross, (laughs) but it's just wrong. I mean, it's wrong of Rachel to assume that everything was his fault because she's not perfect. So I don't know. I just had to say that when I was watching it, I'm like, I was as mad as Ross was. I'm like, no, it's not all your fault. Were you an idiot? Yes, but it's not all your fault. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I think it's really presumptuous for her. Um, And just so hypocritical. Like, it takes two to be in a relationship. And, like, they both had the argument. Whether they interpreted it differently is, like, a whole separate, like, issue. But, yeah, I totally agree. It's so dumb. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're so right. Um, we catch up with Phoebe and she is going to Ursula's place to tell Ursula about Phoebe, the mom, but Ursula already knew about her from their mom's suicide note that Phoebe now wants because she's like, there was a note. And so she's like, hold on. And she like closes her outside. And then we find that like Ursula is sort of making the note up as like more information gets revealed. She's like, you just wrote this. And she's like, okay, but it was like the, it's like the gist of it. And then she mentioned something else that was in the note. And Phoebe was like, well, well, can I like see that or something? And she's like, hold on. And you know, she's just going to go off and like write down like what she was talking about. Um, You know, I'm really surprised at how good the technology was. For it to look like Phoebe was talking to a twin sister. Yeah, I mean, it was a long time ago, but... I can't... Like, based on it being so long ago, I can't really tell that they're not interacting with each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like They probably had stand-ins as they were doing it. Or as she was doing it, because it was just her. Well, maybe when you see the back of the head, but like they were doing face, like you could see both of their faces at the same time. I know. It was definitely her. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't obviously CGI'd because I don't think that was a thing yet, but it was, yeah. No, it is pretty impressive. They probably had to like, obviously you do like two takes and then transpose them onto each other. But I was just really impressed by like that you couldn't tell where like the you know, where one frame began and another ended. You know what I mean? Like, they just cut it together so well. Yeah. Like, how did, how did they even do that? Because I felt like it was so long ago. And, you know, technology has come a long way since then. But I don't know. It just, I was like, I'm always impressed when they do those scenes because I feel like they've just gotten better and better at it. But this is still really good. So... Um, okay. Over at the girls' apartment, the three are eating. Um, when I say the three, I mean Joey Chandler and Monica. Um, and they won't even, like, look at each other. It's so awkward. (laughs) I was awkward awkward. watching it. And then Phoebe comes in and Chandler, like, he just, like, bounds out of his chair and yells. He's like, we can talk to Phoebe. (laughs) He's like, he offers her, like, a thousand dollars. He's like, I will give you a thousand dollars to talk to us. 
It's so awkward. That poor little group doesn't know what to do. I think the best thing, though, is when Ross walks out and he's like, guys, we should make make this beach trip an annual thing. And all three of them shout, no. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, let's make it any more obvious that something's wrong with the three of you. I know. And he finally does it in such a way that prompts them to actually tell. Like, okay, what happened? And I am obsessed with their, like, dramatic retelling of this story. I absolutely love it. (laughs) It's like my favorite part. She's like, I got stung. Stung bad. (laughs) And then her walk. And then her walking towards the other side. And then Chandler (laughs) picks up and continues the story while walking to the other side. It's the least um, authentic dialogue, like, in the entire series, but it's because it's meant to be dramatic, which makes it hilarious. Um, Okay, here's one thing. So, Ross kind of figures it out once Joey kind of, like, mentions, like, I saw this thing once, and he's like, yeah, I saw it too. Says if you ever get stung by you, like you should. And then he pauses. He's like, ew. Here's the thing. I think the friends are being really judgy here for something that's like, it's a necessary thing to have to have done in order for Monica to not be in pain. I just don't like, why were they being, and maybe you think of it differently because you're like, you're a little bit more of like a, a clean freak than I am but I'm like if I'm in that much pain and there's like an antidote to it I'm not gonna be like embarrassed that that's what you had to do in order for me to not be in like severe pain I don't know tell me your thoughts because I thought they were being really judgy in that moment in a way that was like why are they being like that no I think um well, first off, let's just talk about the real realistic nature of this. Yes, sure. I mean, I don't, I've never been stung by a jellyfish. I hope I never am. Um, but I did know that if you pee on it, it supposedly makes the sting go away. But mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure you still need to go get it looked at and like go make sure you, everything's okay. You yeah, you definitely And do. so they kind of just like skirt that under the table, like, oh, we're going to walk back and be totally fine. Like, and nobody's going to notice the fact that you have this giant jellyfish sting on you. Like, they're pretty obvious when you get stung yeah, by one. Huge. So there's that. Like, they should have already known, essentially. And like, people have died from jellyfish. Oh, yeah. It's, it's not super common, it's a but like, big it's deal. a thing. Yeah, it's a big yeah. deal. And, like, the whole peeing on it is just supposed to be, like, temporary until you can get yourself, like, somewhere to be checked out. Yeah, it's, like, just pain management, yeah. essentially. But I would agree, like, as friends, like, I feel like, honestly, I feel like, I, I know they wanted to use it as a funny storyline here, but, like, it should have just been automatic as soon as it happened. Like, if Joey knew that that's what needed to happen, he should have just peed on her and, like, gotten it over with. Um I am a big germ person. I would hate for someone to pee on me, but if I'm in that much pain, that's going to go to the wayside because yeah. at the end of the day, you can wash it off. Like, it's not a big deal. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think I think t- when when someone tells you that story and you're not in the physical pain at that moment, I think it's easier to judge a person. Mm-hmm. But if they would have come back from the beach and immediately told them, I think 
I think it would have been totally different. I think Ross and Rachel would have jumped at it like, oh my gosh, are you okay? Like, let's get you somewhere. Let's help you out. But I think because they waited and she's like not in pain anymore, like it's now like, oh my gosh, why did you do that? Yeah. And their, their weirdness probably like exacerbated their like responses like once they finally were told yeah so because they were so weird about it it made everyone like think oh this is gonna be something really weird and then when they tell you've already been like preconditioned to think it's weird because that's what they like played it up to be i mean and we find out that like joey couldn't even do it like he's the one that does the example (laughs) like he tells them to and then he got like gun shy couldn't do it and so chandler is like yeah that's right i stepped up Wait, I think the Joey best, that no, that? I think, I think the best part is, um, so they're telling the story and like, just so our friends can imagine it. If you don't remember the part, like Joey is standing in the kitchen and the, and Monica mm-hmm. and Chandler are over by the TV now. And so Joey's saying this whole thing about how he stepped up and he's going to do it and he's going to help her out. And then he got stage fright and he couldn't mm-hmm. and if you were if you were paying attention if you were watching behind Ross is Monica and Chandler and he kind of like Chandler just like slips away out of focus and then as soon as Joey's like I got stage fright the camera pans to him and his hands are over his face and he just like <laughs> muff like he muffles his scream and it's I died I actually confession I had to watch this at work today because I forgot that we were recording <laughs> Um, okay, here's the thing. I did. <laughs> and I literally laughed out loud in my dead, quiet office. <laughs> I I edited the notes last night, and I know that you're an hour ahead of me. So I was like, it was already 6.30 by the time I got started, which means it's 7.30 your time, and I did not see any of your notes. And then I got done, and by then I had watched two episodes. So it was like 7.30, 8.30, you know, like you know an hour total probably and still no notes had been added and i was like is are we good to record today so that's really funny um i i did not notice that and i will have to go back and watch that part because i didn't like see the nuance of it which is really funny um i did catch uh jennifer aniston i think she broke in the middle of takes and when the camera like cut back into one of the scenes that showed the whole group she was like kind of laughing and then turned her head to pay attention to whoever was next. And you could tell it was like not in a moment that flowed easily. So like she totally broke. You could tell. They probably like all broke so many times that they're finally just like, this is the take we're doing. I don't care what happens. (laughs) I don't care what happens. You're so right. Okay. So downstairs in the cafe, Phoebe comes in while Phoebe is playing and she's playing this like mad angry song but then ends like really happily um and essentially phoebe the mom is coming to try and bridge the gap but our phoebe really isn't having it and finally the the mom just goes you know you came looking for family and i'm it and she's like well i just don't know like what we would have in common and then they pick like three of the most obvious things that most people on the planet like anyways yeah i was like okay which I think they did on purpose because Phoebe is very eccentric. And so I think they're trying to like, and she sort of has that like flighty, airy side to her. 
that like, well, I like pizza. She's like, I like pizza too. It's like, so does like literally a hundred percent of the world. Like (laughs) everyone likes pizza. Um, or most people do, but you know what I mean? Like, it's just kind of like a common thing, but essentially it was a really short scene. I mean, do you have anything else about that one? No, not really. Okay. Now, this is the piece de resistance of the episode. Um, They are in the girls' apartment. Ross and Rachel are in bed after coitus. And Rachel... (laughs) (laughs) I just love how... (laughs) I just love how how quickly you said that and kept going. Sorry, it just threw me off. (laughs) Um, Rachel brings up the the letter. And Ross... Ross's face says it all. They like, she's going on and on and on. And they wrote her lines in such like a condescending tone, like the cheek pats, like you just needed a little more time. Like they just like. And then bringing her mom into it. Like my mom never (laughs) thought we were going to work out. Once a cheater, always a cheater. It's so good. Um, And he yells. The only way we see it is because we pan out to Monica, who's in the apartment deep cleaning. She's in, like, one of her zones. And all of a sudden we hear, we were on a break. And all of a sudden she, like, bounds up. And, like, Chandler was like, coffee shop? She's like, yep. And she starts like taking off her gloves and all of a sudden we pan back into the room. Hold on, pause. I think it's important to mention that Chandler and Joey open the door and say coffee house as if the yell was heard across the hall. Like that's how extreme this yell was. No, that is good. I won't I will I won't lie. I was typing notes when he came in and said that, so I didn't actually see what happened in that scene. I just heard it. So thank you for that. Yeah. Um Yeah, so they essentially, Ross and Rachel are battling it out in the room. Like, he finds, like, she finds out that he didn't read the letter, and um, he was just calling her out on, like, it was 5.30 in the morning. I was, like, I was so tired. And then they, they move their argument into the living room. Like, he's gathering all his stuff, you know, like, he's, he's trying to, like, he's getting out of there to leave. And he, and, and he, I think the best part was, and he, like, made, made, oh crap, what am I thinking of? Grammatically, like, her grammatical errors, like, he fixed them. Okay. He was like, and it's, okay. and it's you with an apostrophe R-E if it's you are, not you, or Y-O-U-R, and just, like, was yelling at her proper grammar. And I was like, From yeah, letter. yeah, Ross. You get it. You get it, Ross. My favorite, I think my favorite moment, not the whole entire scene, but my favorite moment in the episode is when she finally, like, makes the statement of, like, fine, like, we're done. He's like, fine by me. (laughs) I will, I do have to say, and this might shock people, but I love angry Ross. Like, there's just something about him. Like, it's because he's so ridiculous. My favorite. It's like the things that drive you nuts are the things that endure you to and it, um, what is it? Allure. Wait, no. And what? What am I trying to say? I don't know. We're fumbling on our words tonight. <laughs> What's happening? Um. 
wow, I literally can't think of the word. Now it's going to drive me nuts. Oh, endears you to him. It's the same thing that drives you crazy is what endears you to him <laughs> when it's in his extreme. Um, and I agree with you. Like his angry Ross is, is really hilarious. And the way that he handles those moments. Oh, excuse me. He gives her like a couple of zingers. Like the, like the you versus you are. The pretending to be all broken hearted and sad about it. And then like, fine by me. And then she's like, oh, we'll be ready to like spend sleepless nights, like wishing you were with me. And he's like, don't worry about me. I still have your letter. Like, as if like, don't worry about me, like having issues falling asleep. Yeah. I can just start reading what you wrote. Like, it's all so good, but she has to have the last word. So she goes up and she's like, um, it doesn't happen to every guy it is a big deal and like something else like she lays out th- like three things slams the door and Chandler's like I knew it um and that's pretty much the end of the main part of the episode so any final comments on just either that scene or just the show as a whole no it was it was a good episode it was a really good episode um I'd say it ended better than it started. Like, it ends really low yeah. and ends really yeah. high. Um, okay, so in our tag, uh, Monica and Chandler are pay- playing gin at the girl's apartment. And he doesn't know that. All of a sudden, she, like, puts down, she says, gin. He's like, we're playing gin? And she's like, come on, like, with her little look. And he goes, you know, if we were a couple, we could play this game naked. <laughs> she's like, she's like, you've, she's like giving him the, like, you've got to stop doing that, like, But then she, like, has a sincere moment. She's like, I think you're great. Like, I love you. You're sweet and you're fun. He's like, she's like, but you'll always be the guy who peed on me. And he's like, yep. (laughs) And, like, pats her hands and they kind of continue on with the game. So, um, so yeah. Great episode. It was. It was Um, really fun. Okay. What was your favorite scene? Oh, hands down the scene where they're telling the story about it's just everything it was from the delivery like the words that they chose to the way that they walked in the like from words to acting it was i just think brilliant it was so funny yeah i would have to agree i think it's an even tie between the description of what happened on the beach um but also the last scene i just think that it was it was sarcastic and loud and high energy and the friends are there and terrified because they're like, what the crap is happening? And like, it's, it's dramatic and it's just, it was just really well, it was engaging and well done. So, um, yeah, I would have to say it's kind of an even tie for me. Um, but my first initial thought before we got to the bottom of the episode was definitely when they were giving the description. Um, how would you rate this episode? Um, I am actually going to rate it pretty high. Uh, I'm going to give it a yellow frame. Nice. Um, I think it it's was... a great episode, honestly. It is. And I think... Um, I mean, I don't remember everything that happens in season four, but I want to say, like, this is, like, the start of what I really remember and like about Friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think that they started started the season well, like everybody kind of had something going on um i mean joey and chandler kind of were on the wayside but still um i think 
it was just it was funny it was real not realistic it was yeah the like ross and rachel drama can be a little realistic um relatable i think that's the word i'm looking for not realistic um and i just i think i saw we saw some of the best parts of everybody and like acting wise Mm -hmm. and stuff so i think I don't know. I think it was really good. I think the reason why I'm not going to give it an orange couch is because while, yes, they gave Phoebe her own little storyline, I don't think it was... It's like we've kind of said before. It was just added there. And I think that specific storyline, like the development of her and her mom, like should have more... I guess like it should be more of a focus point. Like I feel like they kind of just mm-hmm. put it in there as like a third line. But like I really feel like it should have been more. Um Mm. so to me it was just almost like it didn't fit in this episode like maybe give it its own like make it like the plot line for one episode and like have a couple you know smaller ones underneath it and maybe that's what it was supposed to be since it was technically the beach house but I feel like the whole we were on a break Ross and Rachel thing because that was season three and now Mm. we're bringing it over into season four I feel like that was what overtook the episode yeah so that was a lot but I would definitely give it a yellow frame because I think it was a great season opener. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give it, my initial thought was a central perk, um, which is still pretty high, obviously. Um, And I think the only reason I'm not rating it just a little bit higher to at least match you um, is because I feel like this episode was two different episodes. We had the wrap up of the beach piece um in part of the storyline which was almost the whole first half of the episode and then when we get back it's like this quick fiery like fun um like fun stories and scenes and like good stuff back and forth like I feel like what we just got done describing with their kind of additional breakup was a completely different tone than the beginning when we're like yeah she picked Rachel or he picked Rachel and why is he making out with the girl next to his girlfriend's bedroom like it just feels like weirdly two different episodes um so I just don't like the continuity in that I I don't like the fact that Ross was making out with somebody in a room over like across the hall from the girl that he's dating I don't think that's great um but everything else I think was awesome the fact that I had to pick like two of my favorite scenes as opposed to like, I think I was trying to scramble in the last episode or two for even one favorite scene that was like, uh, you know, obvious. So I just thought they did a great job with some of the writing, um, the over dramatized storytelling of the jellyfish was just great. So, um, okay. Post show wrap up. We are going to start doing something next week because Llewellyn is too lazy to go get it. (laughs) Don't even go there. (laughs) I was also too lazy to go get the show description. So we have both failed on episode one of this year. It's almost, Um, yeah. Yeah. But moving forward, actually, do you want to describe it? Because it'll be your thing. Um, Yeah, we haven't even... Us two talked about this yet, but um, that's okay. We've like kind of hinted at it. So, one of my Christmas presents from a family member was a like little trivia game for mm-hmm. friends, 
Um, I disclaimer, I have not opened it yet, so I don't know what all is in there. I just know that there's a bunch of cards. Um, and I think there's a dice that you roll and like it coordinates a color or something. I don't know. Basically, um, they're just like trivia questions for friends. So, um, I'm not sure how often or how many we're going to do, but at least one trivia question. Um, yeah. And are we going to have, we'll probably do one an episode. Okay. And our... So we're just going to do like, yeah. So we'll read you guys the trivia, basically. Yeah. Essentially, because it's your game, you're going to ask me and I'm going to try and answer it. And then (laughs) that'll be it. Cool. (laughs) It'll be fun. It'll be like testing my knowledge, unless you can also try and guess before you flip over the card. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Um, okay, I have got a quick social media spotlight. Um, we got a response from our previous episode. Um, thank you all for reaching out. So Mahir reached back out and sent me the Harry Potter books. This is the link to the podcast, which has all the books. Thanks again for taking my name and the wrap up. I'll stay till the end of the podcast and would start over again if you do it all again. That's so sweet. He says, I'm not getting my Spotify wrap up, but the one with friends podcast was the number one. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you, Mahir. That's awesome. I will definitely click on that link and save that because that is very helpful. Okay. I just liked it. Perfect. Thank you so much, Mahir. Um, that is going to be a lifesaver for me. So, um, okay. Recommend to a friend, Llewellyn. I'm guessing that this is why you were late to recording. <laughs> you are correct. <laughs> um, Yes, so I try not to give recommend to a friends that are similar, like back to back. And I know that last week we both recommended the Spider Man No Way Ho- No Way Home movie, which if you still haven't seen, go see it. Um, but yes, <laughs> okay, hold on. Before you start on what your recommend is, I was looking today, like when you said you were at the movies, I was like, I wonder if there's like I want to go see Spider Man again. Like I wonder. It's literally still sold out. Oh, yeah. It's still sold out and here, we're too. Two, we're two weeks after the launch date. Yeah, it's insane. So go see it. That is crazy. So it's so good, guys. Okay, continue. Um. Anyways, so this movie that I'm going to recommend was one that came out before Spider-Man came out. And I desperately wanted to go see it. Um, But scheduling and everything. And then Spider-Man came out. And that was more of a focus because I didn't want it to be spoiled. Anyways, long story short, I finally went and saw West Side Story. Um, and if you guys have been around the podcast for any number of times, what, any length of time, that's what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. You would know (laughs) that I really enjoy musicals and I really enjoy music in, in general. We both enjoy movies. So when you add music to it, it's even better in my opinion. Um, and funny enough, I've never seen West Side Story from start to finish. Um, I know all the music, I know the storyline, like I knew everything going into it, but I had yet to see from start to finish. Um, so when I saw that it was coming out as a movie, I was like, I'm going to go see it. Even though everything against me is to see a movie before play. Um, I knew I had to because they have a lot of good characters in it. Cause one of my biggest pet peeves is that they cast these big name actors as the leads in these musicals that they make movies and none of them know how to sing. And it's like, I get that you want people to come see this, but like maybe actually use Broadway people and not somebody Mm -hmm. that just has a face that everybody knows. So I was, first off, was really impressed that they actually used like people that are on Broadway. Um, 
So I was like, this is going to be great. And uh, Stephen Sondheim just recently passed away. And so it's kind of like a... Who is that? The guy that wrote it. <laughs> oh, um, okay. Yeah, so he passed away a week before it came out in theaters. And so it's... I feel like it's just like one of those things like to go honor his legacy and his brilliance and musical writing. Um, but for anybody out there that has not seen it and has thought maybe, maybe you're like me and you don't like seeing movie adaptations of musicals. I can honestly say that this one is pretty good. Um, but also I've not seen it on a stage. So take that how you may, but the singing was good. The acting was good. I cried. If you know the storyline, you'll understand. Um, but yeah, it's good. It's really long. I The reason I'm late is because I calculated that I would be home in time. I actually mm-hmm. gave myself like an extra 15 minute buffer. I was like, okay, I'll be home with like 15 minutes to spare. And then you texted me and I looked down and I was like, how the heck is it that close to time already? I was, it took me by surprise, but it's a really long movie and it's really good. So I recommend that. Go see West Side Story. All right. Love it. Um, okay, my recommend to a friend is just random midweek vacation days. On Tuesday, I had a um, Xfinity, which is like a wireless internet com- like provider. Um, my modem wasn't working, so they had to have someone come out, and they gave me like you know they give you a window, and it's like eight to ten a.m. So I just asked my boss if I could come in late um, so that I could wait for this guy to like come fix my internet. And he got here, worked on stuff, but as he was working on stuff, I my place is pretty small, so it was like either I stare at him while in the living room or I just go into the kitchen and start working on like some little project things. And so I kind of got in this role of like, or in this groove of just doing some at-home projects that I've just waited and waited to do. And they're such like small things, but... Um, so when he left, it was like, it was like even after 1030 and I, um, I just called my boss and I was like, Hey, do you mind if I just take the rest of the day off? Like I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to go to work and in an hour, I'm going to go to lunch for an hour and then I'm going to work for four more hours and then go home. I was like, that just seems really dumb for me to drive a half hour both ways to do that. So I asked her if I could just take the day off. I was like, I don't think we have anything pressing unless you disagree. And she's like, no, go ahead and stay home. And so I just took a random vacation day and got so much done at the house. It felt so good. And now um, my week was cut even shorter. We obviously, we have Friday, like we have the Friday before New Year's or New Year's Eve off. Um, So it made that week even shorter. So I only worked like three days this week, but it just having something in the middle of the week um, to get random like life stuff done just felt so good. So for those of you who maybe leave tasks to the weekend or, um, you know, whatever, I would just recommend like if you can and um, if you're not trying to hoard it for a certain, you know, vacation, just take off a random day in the middle of the week and give yourself some space to do some at home projects or just sit and chill or just whatever. And it was it was so refreshing. So that is my recommend to a friend. Um, okay. That is a wrap for our first episode of 2022. Um, next week we are going to cover the one with the cat. Yeah. So welcome to season four and we will catch you guys all next week. Oh wait, what? Can I say something? Yes. 
Yo, I almost signed us off. What? I know. Um, oh, shoot. What was it? Oh, for our recommends to a friend. Okay. I had this thought because Llewellyn, I think you're about to get a nectar mattress. Am I right? Um, yes. I'm on okay. pause until we get like keys to our new place to well, buy sure, it. But yes. Sure, sure, sure. Um, it made me think like, I recommended that forever ago. Now, I know you didn't necessarily do it because I recommended it, but I also realized that I'm at least someone that has some reference to it. But it made me think, like, not that it takes a lot of work because I love bragging on things that I'm excited about, and I think Llewellyn does too. Um, But if you guys try something that we recommend in our social media spotlight, like, we'd love to hear your feedback on the thing we recommended, if that makes sense. Um, and if you guys have a recommend, like for weeks that maybe when we don't have one, it might be really helpful to actually throw in one of your guys if you guys have a recommend to a friend and you can give us like the context and the name and maybe links if it's viable and, um, you know, cause you've heard us, there's weeks where we don't have a recommend to a friend and we could throw out one of yours and we could tell who it's from. So we could kind of merge our social media spotlight with recommend to a friend. I'm kind of throwing this on Llewellyn like right now. Um, but I just had the thought, like, I'd, it, we'd either love to hear your feedback on what we've recommended and what you thought about it, or give us your recommends to a friend, and um, we will potentially feature those as we have weeks where, you know, maybe we can't think of something that we're super excited about. Yeah. So that's it. Sorry for my interruption, but I thought it was important, especially yeah. as we start the new year. It's pretty important. I get it. <laughs> All right. So for real this time. Welcome to season four, and we will see you guys next week on the Woman with Friends podcast. <laughs>